1: I'm Brian Tetta executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm here with the queen of Christmas, Darlene Love. This is Behind the Table. All right, so we are here with... Royalty, we are here with the queen of Christmas, darling. Love. How are you, Darlene? I am so great. It's uh, wonderful. We, I am as happy as you'll ever see me in a year because we just <laughs> came from taping tomorrow's show where you performed two of your classic songs. First of all, the most important one, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Now, uh, as I talk about a lot, I used to work at The Late Show with David Letterman, right. and that show... It was a Christmas tradition like no other. As Dave used to say, it was not Christmas until you've heard Darlene Love sing this song. Right. Uh, My first job there, I was Paul Schaefer's intern. I know. I was when I was 18 years old and 19 years old. I used to go down and with the warm up at the SIR Studios.
2: Oh Lord, yes. And rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. The one song. And
1: the one song. And that, that that song meant so much. That performance meant so much to the audience that watched it, but to the people who worked there, it was when you would hear you guys echoing throughout the building, Christmas over and over <laughs> again in Paul's office, and it would be a warm feeling that filled everyone there. It became a tradition where we would bring friends and family to yes. come see the show. So, I've seen the
2: babies grow up, the dog in the makeup room. And the I saw, oh yes,
1: and, and and people and celebrities would come just to watch because yes. they knew in the background. I'd look around and I'd see huge stars watching. Right. It was such a tremendous thing. And then when the show ended after all those years, there were kind of two big days. It was the last show, but also the last Darlene Love show. That right. was uh, we were marking it with that. What did those performances mean for you? Did that help the song become what it is or was it already? How did that impact everything?
2: I told Dave, we were somewhere. I don't know where we were, but some kind of award show was going on. I told Dave, and we had been doing it about 10 years by then. And I said, David, I don't know whether you know, know this or not, but you are the reason I work like I do because every year, People on stop me on the street, no matter what town or what city I'm in. They always say, Christmas doesn't start until I hear Darlene Love sing that song. And then Dave, oh, mean, that wasn't me. I just love that song. You know how Dave That's is. That's him, yeah. But then I said, but you don't know, understand. I used to do little small shows. You know, I have a little band, and I do it in the area, you know, um, New York, New Jersey, a few in, in um, Connecticut. But then... After 10 years, people were used to seeing me. They wanted to really see my live show because after a while, it's like, is that the only song you know? <laughs> I don't know, We don't care, but then I started doing shows. And now, amazingly, I do them all over the world now. I work usually from the end of October to the 1st of January. And then it's just scattered during the year, and but I save everything I have for those two months.
1: I mean, you have a quite quite a discography. It's not just <laughs> that song, obviously, but uh, it just means so much to so many people. And you know, working in television, we get jaded. We've got big stars coming in every day, but yes. people would melt that day. It was <laughs> very very special. And when I became the executive producer of The View, I knew I wanted to carry that on that tradition on. But it was so important that that show was so sacred. I was nervous about even asking. Right, I know. And I felt like, is it wrong to keep doing it? And is it wrong to have her here?
2: No, you know, David, the last thing he said to me when I was leaving, he said, I sure hope somebody picks up this tradition. I, I, and guess uh, what? You heard him. <laughs> I,
1: made, I, I made a call when it happened. That's and I, right. I, I, I called over there and I said, I just want to make sure this is okay. And he said, of course, <laughs> of course. And Paul, too. Yes. Paul Schaefer, the arrangements he did were genius and amazing. Unbelievable!
2: Unbelievable! He's
1: such a, a musical force. Well, you and- know
2: what? The, the joy of doing that song was it started off with just Paul mm-hmm. and the, the four guys. Not only did they play, but they sang, too. Then every year, they just kept adding and adding. Listen, one year, David came over to me after I would finished singing the song. He said, my God, who's paying for all of this? <laughs> and I said, you are. It's called the David Letterman Show. <laughs> yeah, no, he, <laughs> But he didn't care. He gave Paul told me he gave Paul free range yeah, to make it as big and as hot. He kept topping himself it. every I year. Know. Everybody would walk, especially entertainers that I knew. How do you guys do it better every year? I said, listen. Paul Schaefer rehearses those singers for at least two or three hours up in his office and the band the same way. And he rehearses them and rehearses. And then when he he runs up to the engine, up to the sound room, make sure, you know, everything sounds good. And that happened every year. He even got to the place where he would call Ellie Greenwich, who wrote the song. Really? And talk to her. Well, we're getting ready to do it again. What you think?
1: Well he always said he wanted to try to get as close to the wall of sound as he could.
2: And he did. Yeah. He, and the last year, well forget
1: it. That was that was something special. <laughs> I have video from backstage that day and it was good. And um those Christmas shows meant so much to me. Um all right, so Tomorrow will be your eighth performance on The View. We just taped it. And to make it different, because we could never replicate what you did on that show, we always bring out special performers with you. We've had Rob Thomas and Jason Derulo and Brian Adams and Patti LaBelle, Fantasia (laughs) Barrino. Big stars are always jumping at the chance to perform this song with you. Um, Tomorrow, you're going to be performing with Stevie Van Zandt, who people know from the E Street Band and the Sopranos. Uh, (laughs) This year, you're also doing the second song with Stevie, All Alone on Christmas. Tell us the story behind that.
2: I met Stevie about 30 years ago, somewhere in that area, and I was just putting my solo career back together because I was still singing with the group The Blossoms. Mm -hmm. And Lou Adler in Los Angeles was a very good friend of mine, and I told him that I needed a place to work, put a show on. Well, I don't know where I'm going to get people from and all of that. And, you know, he said... Don't worry about it, doll. All my good friends that know me real good, from Paul Schaefer to all them always call me doll. <laughs> I said, okay. So, actually, Lou Adler, he said, when do you want to do it? I said, well, soon as possible. I ain't got nothing else to do right now. And what he did, he gave me the theater to work and... He started inviting all these people. He said, don't worry about it. I'll get them all. Well, it just so happens that the Grammy was going on that year. Oh. And Lou called all of those people, and they all showed up to see the show. Well, nobody had actually really seen Darlene Love perform. It was either with the Blossoms or the background singer for whoever it was working that night. And we did the show, and Stevie and Bruce came to that show. And I was singing Hungry Heart at the time in my show. And I told Bruce I didn't know who he was because all I ever heard was the boss. (laughs) And the people would say the boss. And I thought they were booing when they went, Bruce, Bruce. Why y'all booing at that man? That man can sing. (laughs) No, we're saying, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. I said, okay. Well, I got to meet them. They came backstage after the show was over. And they, they acted like they had been knowing me for years. They knew my history, which sure. amazed me, too. You know, a lot of times entertainers like me, you do background for so long, you don't really think people know who you are, you know, because there wasn't no big advertisement about who was singing background. But Stevie said, you need to come to New York. I went, what am I going to do in New York? He said, well, if I get you a couple of jobs, would you come? I said, sure. Well, I didn't know 40 years later I'm still living in New York. <laughs> And I tell Stevie all the time, "It's your it's fault." It's her fault? Yes, yes. And here we are. And and living in New York has made me so popular. I became popular with the press. It's not a very easy thing to do, but I always—they like to hear me talk. I always tell stories, so I became friends with Sue Simmons. Oh, I love
1: back Sue Simmons. in the day, sure. and
2: she became one of my good friends. I was on her show like she was my cousin, or I was the the microphone. I was like, you know, live on New York, you know, and I went, I did the show. And the popularity of me and the song, it just grew and grew and grew. And who knew, you know, I would be singing this song all over the world. It's gotten to the point now, you know. I'll be 83 next year. It's
1: unbelievable (laughs) to me. You sound as good as you did the first time you made that record You know, 60 years ago.
2: It's so much fun. And I always tell my audience when this becomes work, that's probably when I'll stop. But it's never worked for me. I'm tired a lot of times, like tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I can't tell you how much it means to us. Um,
0: (laughs) Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And people rightfully call you the Queen of Christmas. There was that controversy last year with Mariah. Right, right, We crowned you on our show, which I thought (laughs) was a lot of fun. Mariah called herself that title, then quickly retracted it. Right, right. What what are your thoughts on the whole thing?
2: You know, I thought that was so nice of her. Mm -hmm. Because it, it wasn't really Mariah and I who kept all that going back and forth. It was the fans. Yeah. You know, that's Mariah's song. She sung that song. I said, well look and see what year I recorded yeah. it in. She wasn't born yet. And if she was, she only about five or six years old, right? So, and then when she did that, I tried to get in touch with her. To tell, I thought that was so beautiful because it yeah. wasn't, I don't have anything against her. No, Matter of fact, the bigger, sh- the, the fans got, My souls got to be there, were sold out. Right. She could be the (laughs)
1: princess of Christmas.
2: (laughs) Whatever. Uh, uh, You You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And we are good friends.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? She's an incredible artist, obviously.
2: (laughs) Unbelievable, you know, from the the first day I heard her. Yeah. But I love the fact that she said she grew up with Christmas, baby, please come home. Mm -hmm. And she heard that song in her house every Christmas, which is amazing to me. It's great. But, you know, and then for all of this to be happening right now. Now at where I am in my life and everything is just wonderful that's happening for me right now. So I I can't do anything but enjoy the the accolades that are going on right now.
1: And they're well deserved. <laughs> um, what is, well, you know? There's so many covers of your song. <laughs> do you have a favorite? I grew up listening to you two and stuff like okay, that. Is there a now, favorite
2: for you? I was asked that question not too long ago, and I told him it was you two's version. It's, and the reason was not if it's the great is the great. But I have a connection with you too, uh-huh. and the song because you two wanted me to do all the background parts, not me and some more people. Right, I did all the backgrounds for it. We went in and we did the song, and it has a special meaning to me because it's totally different from what it's everybody else does. Completely different did. song, yes. and it was a YouTube Christmas baby, please come home. Yeah. That's what made it. So I've always great.
1: enjoyed that too. Um, what are the holidays like at your house?
2: Mine are have slowed down a little bit. The kids are grown now. You mm-hmm. know, after your kids grow up they wanna go and have Christmas with their friends. No, oh, the nerve. You know. That I know, but, you know, after you sweat and toil all day for the food, they'll come by the house and say, hey, Mom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I enjoy when my kids come by. It's always a lot of fun. And it's my busy time, so it's not like they have to stay. Right? They can come by and come back tomorrow and mm-hmm. then the next day or whatever. It means a lot to me because of family.
1: It's you and Santa. This is your busy that's time. That's
2: it. This...
0: <laughs>
2: I don't have to deliver the presents.
1: That's one thing. You deliver one to us. <laughs> no, Let me tell you. This, that's it, Santa's job. This is the happiest. <laughs> You ever see Whoopi Goldberg? We're trying to find <laughs> her for the Hot Topics meeting. She's down on set with you. <laughs> she wants to see it. She wants to soak it all up. It's, oh, it's yeah. really, it's really so much fun. Um Is there anyone you'd like to? So this year, in addition to performing with us, you did this album. You're on Cher's album, and you performed with her at the tree lighting, right? Which is amazing because, as we talked yes. about, she was your backup singer on yes. the original, which is unbelievable.
2: And with you know, and the story about that is even funny, mm-hmm. you know, because. Uh, Phil had a habit, if he was mixing the record down and it wasn't a Phil Spector, sorry, didn't uh, have enough people on an instrument. Sonny Bono brought Cher to one of the sessions. She was just sitting there, very (laughs) quiet, very meek, very humble, sweetheart, you know, very friendly, which was really great. And Phil Spector told Sonny, Sonny, didn't you say your girlfriend can sing? Wow. And he said, yeah, she can sing. Now, I don't know if Sonny believed he said that or not. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But here's a chance, right? she never been in the front of a microphone, never sing in a recording studio. So she came in and she started singing. The background for Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. I hadn't gotten there yet because I was having a trouble with my car. I don't even remember, but I know it was my car. So when I got there, she was in the studio singing. And I went, wow, wonder who that is? Because I didn't know her yet. And, uh... Sonny, I said, Sonny, who is that? He said, that's my girlfriend. I said, wow, she can sing. The problem was she has such a strong voice sure. and a recognizable voice. Phil Phil Spector kept saying, Cher, move back a little. <laughs> You're too loud. You're too loud. You know, Move back a little more. And then I said, Phil, in a minute, she's going to be in the next room. Wow. Leave her alone and just let her sing. And that's how me and her got to know one another. At the recording studio, sometimes... Sonny and Phil would go off somewhere. And the three of us, Ronnie Spector, myself, and Cher would be left in the studio. So we had time to laugh and talk and talk about one another. Nobody's really a star yet. You know what I'm saying? And that's fun to be able to sit and talk to three girls talking about who we was hanging with. And then 60 years (laughs) later, you're
1: doing the tree lighting together. Yeah,
2: which is even more amazing because I got this phone call from her in July. Uh, She said, hi, doll. I said, hi, who is this? And she said, it's Cher. And I said, who? <laughs>
1: That's great. I love it.
2: And she said, I'm doing this Christmas album. And I never. she never wanted to do a Christmas album, I guess because everybody else had one. Sure. And she told me, she said, well, I'm going to do this Christmas album. But I told him only if I can do a duet with Darling Love. I mean and that the song has to be Christmas baby so that to me just blew my mind you It's right it's the right
1: thing to do no, and I mean, it was perfect you know great. what I'm
2: saying and she's the one that kept saying "Doll <laughs> we did this 60 years ago" I went really
1: <laughs> well, you were nice enough. I bought the vinyl from 60 years ago, and you were nice enough to sign it for me today, and it's going to be in my yes. living room every Christmas. I'm so excited to have it right next to the Empire State Building from the Trop of the Letterman okay. tree oh, wow. that I stole on the last show. <laughs> um, all right, so the other favorite thing, I have to mention this, because this is how I first knew you. You were Mrs. Murtaugh. You were Mama Murtaugh <laughs> in the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, I don't think people know that right away. No, they don't. No, think they don't. That way.
2: Or they know me uh, for the Murtaugh movies and don't know that I'm a singer. I, I love
1: that. <laughs> there's been rumors there's going to be another one. Have you heard anything?
2: Uh, No. Well, there is, from what I can understand. All right. I went to the memorial service uh, for Dick Donner, the sure. director, not yeah. too long Great ago. Great director, yeah. And uh, they told me that there was going to be another one, and Murtaugh. We're going to be there, but in spirit only. In spirit only.
1: (laughs) That's right. You're too old for this.
2: That's right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: That's great. Well, listen, next year, we'll be back here again. I hope you'll be back with us.
2: Yes, we have to figure out this schedule. So the schedule's I hard, to, I know. I don't have to drive to Philadelphia today.
1: <laughs> well, I can't imagine after the performance you gave this morning, I can't imagine you have any vocal cords left. That was amazing. Um I hope everyone will tune in tomorrow to hear it on the yes, show. We can't yes, wait. Yes,
2: please do. And, and it's, it it was amazing today. It reminded me of Paul Schaefer. Yeah. I mean, we must have 25 people on that stage. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: listen, the Christmas season officially starts tomorrow, so please tune in. Thank you, Darlene. Make sure you watch our annual Holiday show tomorrow, a very merry view to see Darlene perform. And as a reminder, after today, we're on hiatus. So, behind the table, we'll be back on January 2nd. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you again in
2: 2024. Thank you, Darlene. Merry Christmas, guys. Have a
1: good one. Behind the
0: Table is executive produced by Brian Tetta. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro,
2: Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez,
0: Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer.